Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we watch movie trilogies and decide which movie is too busy jacking its little weenus. I'm your host, Griner, and joining me today... I'm just, I'm a lone wolf, three of us wolves, running around the desert, looking for strippers and cocaine. And I'm Luke, and I'm like a gremlin. I come with instructions and shit. The Hangover Movies. Three. I'd like to... I'd like to say something. I've, I've prepared a. I've prepared something. Hello. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. I really think you should have interrupted Conan like your original. I know. I was going to go interrupt anyway. Conan's quote with that. Sorry. You you, you wigged out. The Hangover Three. Is this the is this the biggest comedy trilogy of the last? I don't know. For a long time, I can't even think of another comedy trilogy, to be honest. There's, they're mm. few and far between. I remember and- Malone was the last truly great one. <laughs> well, on the we, have, we have the blood and ice cream that we've discussed. True, oh, true, yeah. of course. I shouldn't shouldn't discount Guardians? That. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah there's there's it's a lot arguably... of like Marvel, Marvel comedies out there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, every Marvel trilogy is comedy. It's, 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 it's turned into one, yeah. Yeah. In recent memory, probably. I'm looking here quickly and it's like... Like Austin American Bowers Pie is, the, is another one that sort of comes yeah. to mind. American Pie, Naked Guns. But you know, this is definitely the last probably modern comedy trilogy. Yeah. But these movies were like the biggest movies at the time. I mean, in my mind, they were they were huge in terms of comedies, right? Like they were the big comedies, particularly the first one. Like I feel like everybody was first talking about was The Hangover first. 1 after yeah. it came out. Yeah. yeah, all all of my notes on this are basically what a sort of like a landmark film the first one was. Like, it's it revolu- I feel like it revolutionized like culture in a way, and it is a like it's totally a touchstone. Like I say, everybody I knew was everyone quoted it. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson became a like known by a whole new generation. Yeah, that Phil Collins song was was sung and quoted by everybody. Yeah. The Sin City joke, like that was just a thing people would say. It was like Jesus Palace. Like Yes. I, yeah. My my brother, thinking he was a comedy genius, when he went to Caesar's Palace, said that joke. And the person <laughs> behind the counter, you could tell he's that fifty and times a day. Like, yeah. And they're just like, ha ah, ha, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like whenever cool. whenever I wear my shoulder bag and you know, I'm still like it's a satchel, Indiana Jones wears one. Like everybody <laughs> everyone says that. These movies are like, yeah, and I just remember Grana, at the time. I, so yeah. You and me, like, Griner's much, much older than us, obviously. But yeah, whole different generation. You know, boomer. Over here. boomer. Um, but <laughs> Thanks. for us, I feel like... <laughs> Are we even a different generation? Last... I don't even know if that's true. But anyway, carry <laughs> oh, on. No, we're all millennials. We're millennials. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just an elder um, millennial, all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, the I know that these films, and, like, the reason I remember the first one so much is... It was like the last two years of high school for me. And like I'm sure it was the last three years where it's what everyone was quoting. Like everyone just was saying stuff from the movie, all this sort of stuff. Um, And then like I feel like early Facebook, it was like, you know, Mm. it was like when groups that you would join would just be like a a meme, like the early memes where it was just like, oh, no, it's not, you know, it's a satchel or something like that. And you'd like that page being like, oh, that's funny. Um, It's just it was so much of that. 2009, 2010 sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a way, it became kind of like the memes before meme, like before memes as we know them took off where there were these shorthand phrases and little jokes that everybody knew because they'd seen this movie. 
and it was fun. It was a sort of out there. It was like this movie is the movies are good, or the first one is good, but it is <laughs> it's kind of weird how big it was. And I think it's one of those yeah. like landmark comedies that changes the way people start to do comedy and view comedy just with these. You know, this kind of these one wild card characters and these complete non sequiturs and nonsense jokes, and it just became sort of part of the millennial brand of comedy. Like it was started a lot, I think, in two thousand four and five with like Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Anchorman, Anchorman, yeah. And then this continues that tradition of like comedians just giving their brand of um, of improv and people just being like, we could quote these all day because that's what we're doing with Anchorman. You know, years before, yeah. And this sort of this took the mantle, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, this but I remember, I have this thing in my mind, like, this was in the IMDb Top 250 when it first came out. I remember consciously watching it and being like, is this the the new great comedy? Like, is this the, I don't know, is this the naked gun of our time? You know, is this the movie mm-hmm. that people will look back on the way they look at Police Academy and stuff? And I don't know. I don't know. What Do you, do you guys think this move, these movies' long, like, life has gone? Do you think they still have relevance or the same sort of adoration? I think... Uh- I think they've aged kind of poorly. Like, there's a lot of jokes. There's a Socially. lot of jokes in these movies that will, would not fly today, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But general reception, like, what people think. Of yeah. Uh, like, I think you're right. I think they have shaped a lot of comedy that came out from that that wild card factor. Like, I mm. feel like every comedy since then had had that wild card character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, for me... Like, I kind of missed these movies a bit. I think I was a little too old. Like, they weren't. I wasn't in high school. I didn't have a group of friends that were seeing it. Like, Anchorman was that movie for me. Yeah. Not these yep. movies. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting to see the legacy of them in terms of, like, this kind of launched Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and Ed Helms, and really. Ed like. Helms. And Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's um, having a wonderful career. <laughs> I mean, look, no, they haven't all had the biggest career. Bradley Cooper's obviously the standout there, but... But Ed Helms as well. No, and Zach Galifianakis, for a yeah. while, was in bad comedies. Oh, yeah. Started up the Two Ferns thing and, like... Yeah. yeah. This movie launched all three of them, I feel like, into, like, the well-known, like, people sort of thing. For sure. For sure. And then, like, Todd Phillips, you know, he made the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time. That's, it's like, crazy. Trips because so because of this movie. These, like, this movie made him a juggernaut in the industry. And we're, and we're feeling those effects. You know, we got Joker 2 coming out this year. Like, that's that's kind of weird to look back on this and be like, yeah, this movie made him one of the and, big ones. And he's got a great track record with sequels. I can't wait. <laughs> <He's, for Joker's laughs> <two>. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Mike Tyson shows up. <laughs> um, uh, d- that, that's the thing. I... I still look at The Hangover when I think it, it had actually been years since I rewatched it, but I've always like I'd scroll past it on Netflix and I'd see The Hangover and I'm like, oh, I need to rewatch that one day. Like, and I I still revered it as this like iconic comedy. Like that is like a I didn't even look at it as a trilogy, and I yeah. never watched two and three back when they came out because Neither. I just I'd heard the reception of two, didn't even know there was a third one out, and like right. that's the thing I feel like. Without two and three, the Hangover I think is would still be considered such a more classic and like iconic film. But people, there'd be such a demand for it. I feel like people are like, oh man, could could you imagine if we got a Hangover two mm. like ten years later and Alan's getting married or something like that? But they just obviously they hit the jackpot and we're just like, okay, cool, more, more, more. Let's do this again and again and do the exact same thing again. Um, and it just yeah, yeah. they really, right. really churned them out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think the reception has kind of soured because the 
the trilogy made it that um like all comedies do they they make two and three and people are like oh yeah they're all the same whatever and it kind of does color them poorly where people look back and go they made there's three hangover films i don't know really anything different i quote one and like but yeah if it was a single film i think people would look at it with more of a fondness and like that was lightning in a bottle because yeah. like and things like anchorman zoolander dumb and dumber they all had sequels years later and i think they those sequels damaged their reputations a bit yep. but yeah those three movies are still the ones that everyone's like they're iconic they defined a lot of what people like and yeah, if they all had trilogies and stuff coming out, I think we would remember it. And the same way The Hangover, to me, feels like that. It it feels like, ironically, it feels like they've got a long hangover. These movies have a long hangover in the public's mind where, you know, it was a fun night, but then it was like, oh, we have to sit through that twice more. And Yeah. Like, man, I yeah. feel like it just got roofied. Exactly. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's, let's dig in. Let's, before we dig into the movies, let's dig into the stats. Stats, 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 stats. All right, Hangover 1 had a budget of $35 million. Amazing what you can do with a bunch of unknown actors. Uh, mm. Made made $469 million. That's that's quite a gross, quite a return. Hangover, yeah, a 2, Hangover 2, $80 million budget, made $586 million. Whoa, yeah, what? I mean, it's not uncommon. People turned for, up. Yeah, for the second movie, oh, yeah. better. Hangover 3, $103 million budget, made $362 million. Like still yeah. incredibly profitable Definitely. movie. Definitely a downturn, though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people seem a bit like horror. People will just turn up to comedies, I feel like, in some ways. Yeah. Regardless of, like, the critical reception. For sure. And I think, like, generally are people who... No, not generally. Like, a, lot, a lot of people love the first one, and people who would come out for the first would have enjoyed the second one. A lot of people would have enjoyed the second, and then would have enjoyed the third as well. Like, yeah. They're not, they're not coming at it for, like, a critical evaluation, you know? They just want to see no. Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis being dickheads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Critically, Metacritic has Hangover 1 at 73, Hangover 2 at 44, Hangover 3 at 30. That's that's a drop-off. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure, I knew these wouldn't be... I knew these weren't well-liked, but I think 30. 30 for number three is bad. It's, it's low. It's yeah. Low. Luke, do you know what the Rotten Tomatoes is for these? So, oh, I, I know the, the third one's a big drop-off. One second. So Hangover is seventy nine percent. Hangover two is fifty two percent, and Hangover three, I swear, is like it's twenty. It's twenty percent. Twenty percent, man. When I watched number two and then looked at three's Rotten Tomato score, I remember being like, like, oh man, I'm not keen to watch this. You want to get roofied to just get mm. through that? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I can't. Can you, it's, can, sorry, you go. It's yeah. It's like very representative. I f- I feel like you know. It's like to go from an eighty percent movie that people still quote fifteen years later, um, and then yeah, twenty percent with number three. And I, I I don't feel like it's it's not part of the zeitgeist. Like I don't feel like people know Hangover Three. You know who. No. I don't know if I've, like, I'm very online, you know. I don't feel like I've ever seen a meme of, like, the giraffe um, or anyone need no, to talk about no. the giraffe to the point that when it started, I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm. Like, what, what is this, you know? Like, it's like no one references it. Nobody talks about it. It's forgotten yep. to time. It totally is. Like, can you guys think of any comedies that kind of took the mantle 
from like beyond this movie sort of like you know massive comedies like massive american comedies are kind of hit with almost everybody we're just like everyone so because i can't like a quick google of comedies of the 2010s it's like there's jump street which is amazing but jump street's the only one that comes to mind but i know it wasn't like it it doesn't feel like it had the zeitgeist this this movie had like it didn't isn't a cultural touchstone in the same way yeah Although, although i feel like they have aged a lot better than these movies for sure, like sure. that scene from Number Two, where where he makes the joke about sleeping with the captain's daughter. I, I swear that clip comes up on Reddit every other week. I saw, I saw it the other day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's great. I love it, but yeah. Oh no, Jump Street. Yeah, like some of the best comedies of the, the century. But yeah, you're right. They weren't like the juggernaut this was. And then there's things like like Deadpool. It's on here. Game mm. like Game. Like, like, these are movies that people like, but they're not the. There's nothing like in the same. Pineapple Express and like that whole Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. The Seth Rogen James Franco phase, I feel like, came after Hangover, where it was like these guys are the new comedy people and do all that. Yeah, but. like Pineapple Express was two thousand eight though, but you're right. Then oh, Seth Rogen. Oh, true. Yeah, but then Seth Rogen. Yeah, you're right. They did sort of have some movies after that. But I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if like the the last two movies being so bad was like contributed to the death of comedy as we know it. Right. That's a. That's a recurring thing I like to talk about, how comedies... You don't get comedies in the movies anymore. They all go to streaming. Hmm. And I'm like, there's lots of reasons for that, but I wonder if in some way this was like... After number three, people are like, yeah, this is... We can't do this anymore. These... I don't know. It seems but- weird to have these yeah, fade out and then we get nothing really to replace it. You're right. It, like it... There, there is this... Like, I don't know. There's definitely been comedies since then. None of them have hit the same way. That's what I, I mean. I, yeah, I, yeah and I feel like yeah, in the last five years, there's been a real drought of them, right? Like, mm. I remember last year being when um, uh, no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence came out. Mm. I remember being like, oh wow, this is unique, like a a comedy, like a yeah. you know, uh, like a like a comedy, just a comedy film. That's this is unique. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. There was all that buzz about it. it was like this is the first sort of raunchy comedy we've had in years, and it was like. It was a big kind of deal among, like, no one, I don't think it was very successful, but people, people that I listened to were like, yeah, this is interesting. We haven't seen this in ages. Hmm. Yeah. Anyone but you just came out? Yeah. And all the reception of those movies is like, this is something we don't get anymore. Like, that's everybody just like, we don't get these. And, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No Hard Feelings did 87 million at the box office. It's pretty good. There's still a market for them. Was there was there an Emmy award for that though recently? It was there was something nominated. Yeah, I feel like it got some sort of praise critic like at an award show recently. I think Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for like yeah maybe that's actress in comedy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, right. It's really funny. Have you have you guys seen it? No, I haven't. No, yeah. I recommend. I've seen that scene. That's mm. it. The piano. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one uh, Alright Let's get into the actual movies The Hangover 1 Three buddies wake up from a bachelor party in Las Vegas With no memory of the previous night And the bachelor missing They make their way around the city In order to find their friend before his wedding This is such a good concept for a, for a movie I think Like Because I don't know I feel like comedies like to be really front loaded With their like Their big moments Their big stupid moments And this just oh. lets you like what the fuck is going on in this hotel room? There's a tiger in here. There's a baby. Like, what the shit is going on? And it yeah. just it works really, really well to give you that front-loaded, like, 
what the hell moment, and then you it's kind Trying of this murder, murder mystery, like it's a mystery, right? Yeah, like you're yeah. piecing it together as you go. I, it's a lot of fun to follow along. Yeah, there's there's something genius about you pairing it like a comedy in the shell of a mystery. So you yeah. have to like you're always like, what? How did they get this out of hand? How did it get this stupid? Like that I'm is a really not, good knives out. Sort of, it, that's a comedy, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? And it's wrapped <laughs> sure. in a mystery, and it's like, yeah, I feel like it's very comedy. Um, I mean, I'd say that's a mystery wrapped in a comedy, but yeah, like, yeah, and, but that, that's the thing, and it works really well, like having yeah. that comedy aspect with mist. There's a bit of that because, like, it's a different kind of comedy to me, though. Like, that's that's a smarter comedy, I guess. Yes, not, not to like be pointing down my nose at The Hangover or anything like that, but <laughs> the, the Hangover definitely appeals to a very broad audience. Where Knives Out, I don't think does, at least not as a, like as a straight comedy. And I think, yeah. we, like, I think that kind of comedy isn't necessarily dead. It's just it's always been a smaller, a smaller subset of comedy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Have you? Did you guys ever see Todd Phillips' earlier film, Old School, with like Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn? No. Oh, no, I have seen it. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, so I watched that for the first time because I've just never seen it. Like, a lot of people a bit older than us revere it. They think it's pretty like, – mm. I think it's very good. And it's it was interesting watching it because I didn't really care for it, but it is just like that template of what a lot of comedies became in sort of the um, – kind of like the mumblecore era where it's just people hanging out talking and it's just Will Ferrell – just just talking for a long time. It's Vince Vaughn just talking really fast. It's Luke Wilson being the straight man. And like it's a, it kind of sets the template of that comedy where it's just like these comedic titans just ad libbing and just going for broke. Like and we see that in we see that again in the Anchorman stuff. Yeah. And that's all well and good. But then this movie is kind of different. Like you've got Galifianakis doing that, where he's just bringing out some of the stupidest quips you could think of. But I don't know how much of it's ad libbed, how much of it's scripted. But by having kind of like a really like important plot, plot is incredibly central to this movie because it's not just these guys hanging out, but like, man, how crazy was it when we did X? It was like, you know, there's a lot more visual comedy. There's a lot more sort of fun in the chase. Hmm. And it makes it a lot more, even though these movies have age quality, it actually makes it a lot more endearing. Whereas like watching old school now, it's like, this is just, you know, it's like watching comedians make jokes about what was funny at the time or sort hmm. of the sense of humour Old school got like 86, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it. People really liked it. But I think the problem with those comedies where it's just comedians talking and making jokes over and over again is like once you've heard them, they kind of lose some of the impact. And if they're very like zeitgeist specific or culturally specific to that time, they just don't age that well. And I mean, that's like, not that funny. Whereas by having sort of the jokes along with this interesting sort of story and narrative and I don't know, just watching them degrade further and further and, like, all the little things, like, their diff- how their outfits change, seeing the tiger, how, you know, Zach Galifianakis gets the sunglasses and the baby. So there's just mm. a lot of good visual gags that accompany it. And, like, it's, I don't know, because this movie is still really funny. Like, the, watching, I haven't seen it in years, but I laughed a lot in the first one. Yeah. It's, you're right, It's it doesn't feel like comedians making jokes in this movie. Like, and, like, Bradley Cooper play is incredibly straight in this movie. Like he's not yeah. he's not the funny man really at all. Um, the no. groom, Doug, whatever is Doug, the, the most forgetful. Like he's barely an element in this movie. Ed Helms, yeah. funny things happen to him, but he's not really making jokes either. Like a lot of that rests no. on Zach Galifianakis and I guess um, what's his name Chang. Uh, Ken Jeong, yeah, yeah, Ken Jeong. Like yeah, it's Watch those, it's those situations they get into for the most part though that, that, that drive the comedy, not. Not people talking and ad libbing and making making funny. Yeah, and that's a big shift away from the earlier comedy, the decade. 
like away from the Adam McKay stuff, which yep. love it or hate it. Um, like I'm a fan of his stuff. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's a bit of a move away. And I wonder if that's why it was so, made such an impression. It was just like, this is, this is different. It, and it feels kind of quaint now, but at the time it was pretty revolutionary. And, and I'd like, yeah, this movie's a really easy watch. You know, it's just, it's a good, like you can put it on the background and just kind of have it going. Because it had been so long since I watched it, it was like so funny to me when watching it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about this bit!" Like, mm. I forgot. Like, there's a they, you know, they have a valet, and it's a cop car, and uh, like I forget yeah. about that whole thing. And then it's like, I completely even forgot the second time about the tiger. Like when they go back, I'm like, "Oh, that's right. They still got to deal with the tiger. <laughs> like the tiger's still there." And oh, that's right, Mike Tyson's in this yeah. one. Like, I, it was like when I was watching it, I was like. Okay, we we still got stuff to go. Like, there's still a lot of yeah. events to happen. Ken Jong hasn't shown up yet and jumped out of the boot naked. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even this. Like, there's so much stuff that I had forgotten that I quote day to day that came from this movie. You know, anytime, and my wife and I both do this. If someone gets hit in the face, we're like in the face, and like we say it like that. And then when we're watching that scene and it happens, it's like I'm like, oh my god, that's where yeah. this is from again. I forgot about that. You forget about that, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that when that kid gets up to shoot Alan, and it just like has that slow mo thing of Alan watching this kid just like and just death death stare him. Oh, it cracked, cracked me up so much. It's really good. I love I love Bradley Cooper in this. Bradley Cooper is like he's got. This, this might be my favorite Bradley Cooper, kind of the the arrogant, like windswept hair, where he's just I don't know, yeah, like because he's a very handsome man, he's a very talented actor, but he's just like oozes charisma in this, and he's mm. so un- he's so unlikable his character, mm. like the way he, the way he talks to the kids, he get he pulls up in front of him, you know, at, uh, Ed Helms' house and yells out some slurs. It's just like he's such a prick. The way he talks, he's just, like the way he talks about his wife as well, and like yeah, he's like, like yeah. Why would you want to do this to yourself? Like he's that he's yeah. that guy, and yeah, he's an ass. Exactly, the worst kind of person, like an archetype. But Cooper is so good at it because he he's just naturally really likable. He's got incredibly good fashion sets, and he's just like just raw animal magnetism. And like he's mm. the perfect choice for it. Like he leads it so well, where you have that like the obnoxious, arrogant lead that you would still sort of follow because you're like, there's just something likable about it. Like Alan, like Alan that's constantly trying to replicate him and you you, you feel Alan. You're like, oh, yeah, we've all had that cool yeah. friend, you know. Alan, like, yeah. I feel yeah. like you guys are like that with me, you know. You're like, oh, look at Luke. He's so cool. Like, you know, yeah, we, that's, that's totally same sort of thing. Doing. Same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why we invited you to all our trips to Vegas. But, yeah, exactly right. And then it... I did, it was funny watching it where I'm like, I don't know why Ed Helms, like Stu or Doug are friends with them though. Like their friendship thing doesn't really make much sense. None of them seem to have anything in common or really Yeah. Because like. they're, they're like just the, the three best friends that anybody can have. The, the three That's white true. dudes that, that have known each other forever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, does kind of feel, it does kind of feel like they're the, the friends from high school that get in touch occasionally, right? Like yeah. here's an occasion... But then that yep. doesn't really ring true to real life, in my experience, anyway. So I, I don't know about for you guys. No, like neither. It's and it's nitpicking to be like this comedy about getting roofy doesn't have doesn't have overly believable backstories. But there's that, so there like, is yeah. that moment where they drink they're drinking on the roof like before the night goes wrong, and that, that's kind mm. of like a nice sweet moment. Like, yeah, I don't know before what, before it all goes to hell. It, it feels yeah. you can feel the love there. No, you do. Like, it's saved by the chemistry because all yeah. their chemistry together is great. It's mm-hmm. just like 
but when I'm looking and I'm like, why would anyone like why would Stu be friends with these people? Why would they be friends with Stu? It's just a this is what I see. But that's just me being a jerk. But uh, Ed, I don't know. I I do see it from like a thing of from high school. You know, everyone goes off in different paths, and you know, some people become cool, and some people don't become pretty lame. You know, but, and like some people are like Alan. And but yeah. do you ever have you ever been like I'm getting married, so I'm going to call up my th- my two oldest friends from high school who I don't really have a relationship with anymore, and be like, come to my bachelor party. Well, I invited you to, but you didn't show up. But we are, but we're, no, that's it. We're, we're active friends, not from high school. Like. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm with Griner on this, like people that I know, anyone that I catch up with regularly, my, if I was going to have a bachelor party, they, I would not call these guys from high school who I'm like, we just got time because we've all gone our separate ways. And for, maybe America's yeah. just a different place. I don't know. Like different, different people and stuff like that, but like my wife, she invited her best friend from high school to our wedding sort of thing at like a short notice and she hadn't seen her in years and years and she came and they they're like best friends you know but hadn't seen each other in a very long time and it was just a a thing so some people do i mean all, all my friends from school are lame <laughs> yes they're the allens mm. yes exactly all my friends were allens unfortunately <laughs> Do you guys think Mike Tyson was in on the joke? No. <laughs> I don't think Mike Tyson's ever been in on the joke. No, I'm not, I'm not sure that he has. Yeah. It's, no, it, it's a pretty good moment. I don't know. I, he's got to be that. He's got to have that much self awareness, surely. When, in the second one, it becomes cool. Like when he's rapping or singing and it's like so out of tune. But when, he, when he's performing. It goes for so long. Yeah. Yeah. He sings for so long in the second one. He does, but it's like he's awful. I'm like, surely he's, like, surely he's not thinking he's doing good, right? I can't. <laughs> he like, knows his voice. <laughs> like that's thing. I cannot imagine he's lived his whole life and being like, yeah, like, sure. I, I can't believe a world where he does it. <laughs> he's not in on a joke. Mm. No, you're probably right. It was funny though. I like. I that's the thing. Mike, it really did bring Mike Tyson, I feel like, out of the woodwork after all of his transgressions. You know, he'd sort of disappeared out of the limelight and that just brought him back as this comedic thing. And he was yeah. a meme. He was a bit of a meme for a while. Is that that now Kith, now Kith meme where it's, he's like holding two <laughs> pigeons or whatever? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. The uh, the other meme that that hold like that I still remember is is Alan calculating the the blackjack so he's he's staring yeah. the numbers around him like that's the one yeah yep. still see that's all the, the time that's really good um well, see, speaking of like lines and things we quote still Jeffrey Tambor saying um except for herpes that she comes back to you, back to you <laughs> that that is probably the most quoted line of this movie that I hear from people like anytime you make a joke about herpes someone will say that she comes back with you. Yeah, like it's your it's language like is offensive. <laughs> Dare you? She's a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, man. This there's so many lines. There's so many one-liners. Yeah. It's just the, with the delivery. It's like, oh my god, I forgot about that yeah. line. It's embedded yeah. itself into the culture. Yeah. Do we like? What do you guys think of Zach Galifianakis overall? Like after this, after these movies, what do you think about him and his? I don't know his whole shtick. I I I think it works in between two ferns. Like I think 
I, f- I find that show pretty funny. I've never like sat and watched a whole show. I enjoy watching clips of it when they pop up in social media. Like yeah. I find I find those to be genuinely funny for the most part. But I can't say I've I've like really liked another of his movies ever. I watched Due Date with him and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, RDJ. And it Good was bad. awful. <laughs> it was awful. I did not enjoy it. Um and I feel like even the Alan experiment, and as Alan really works in the first film, really, yeah. really works. And I feel like they realized that and then they amplified it up to 100 for two and three. And they were just like, let's just make it all about Alan doing weird shit. And it's not funny anymore. It's it's Alan and Chow that they do that with. Both of them mm, yeah. just get and turned, it's turned not, up to 11. Doesn't and it work. doesn't work. Yeah. doesn't work. It's, it's Jack, Sparrow, Jack Sparrow syndrome. Yeah. So yeah, you're hundred percent. Like because the, the plot in two and three revolve literally around them and their weird relationship, and it's just yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not interesting. Like, no. uh, why Ken Jong was so funny in the first one? It was so random. Like, yeah. why is this naked Asian dude jumping out of the boot? Yeah, don't make the whole plot around him and he's he's this crime overlord and all that sort of stuff. I would say but, he has that effect on everything. Like even Community, when he became like a main part of Community, Community kind of sucked. Stuff to go downhill. Down yeah. Yeah, it's like he's almost he's kind of too good. It's because he's, he's, he's best taken in small doses. Yeah, yeah. but I think he's yeah he's so good in small doses that you want to make give him more screen time. It's mm. just, he's pure junk food. Help yeah, naked, jump on someone, and toodaloo, motherfucker. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great time, great time. <laughs> <laughs> Winds the window. See, everyone quoted that too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of slurs that he says that people quote. Yeah. Yeah. We, we won't. Re- we won't repeat it here, but yeah, no, that's high school for you. Yeah, just Galifianakis's career, like he makes a lot of bad comedies doing the the Alan thing, and mm. I don't know, I don't know if I've seen any of them, but that's probably why. Yeah, I think I might have seen Due Date as well. Just, I mean, he's like, he's like a voice in a bunch of animated stuff. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm just curious to see what happens. Like, you know, I love when comedians take their serious role and it's like, oh, this guy, you know, it's like whenever Adam Sandler makes a serious movie, it's like, hell yeah. I would yeah. love to see Galifianakis try that and make some serious drama and just blow me out of the water, but. There probably is one, right, in, in amongst all this stuff. Maybe. Like, if he needs to show up as Scarecrow in Joker 2 with Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. That is exactly right. And they need to go. <laughs> or Clayface. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about Heather Graham in this? Do you do you like that little arc they have? I love Heather Graham. Yeah, she's, she's great. Like, she's, I think she's, she's great in this. She's funny, and I remember being disappointed that that's not who he was getting married to. Yeah. In the second one. What is up with that? Like, I was going to leave it to a number two, but what are we talk yeah. about here? Why would? Did anyone? Was there a story behind that? Does anyone know? No, I just, I don't know, gives him an excuse to go to Thailand, I guess, and that's yeah. where they wanted it set. Um, it's just a bad choice. You literally had the story there. And she was funny. Like, it's, yeah, that's I don't it. know. It's like she, she's a comedic, like, heavyweight. She's got a good history of doing, being funny in movies. So. Yeah. It, I think says, like the, um, yeah. it says she sat out part two because it took the boys to Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> like if she had been the wife though I'm sure it might have been a different Like they could have just Yeah, could have Yeah, I don't know We want our wedding in Thailand I don't know Destination wedding uh, 
like yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot relying on that family joke about you know her dad being like an old yeah. fashioned, old fashioned Thai dad. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. Second month's sort of struggling. Yeah, Graham could have had an old fashioned Thai. <laughs> like why not? Honestly, in a movie like this, would anyone be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa"? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. That get could have this. been the joke that her whole family's tied. She's just there. <laughs> that, She's just like, "Hey, guys." That would have actually been. And funny just, uh, it's just an unexplained thing. No one says anything except Alan. Alan's the only. One <laughs> <laughs> are we are we writing our own hangover? Is this happening in life? Yeah, let's fix hangover too. Oh, no, let's just rewrite one and call it. I don't know the next day. It's the same basic joke. The Aussie hangover. <laughs> Lazy, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, but she's yeah, she's great in mm. in number one. So yeah, yeah, real good. All right, should we move on? Get into um, the, get into the shit. Yeah. Uh, only other quote is that I've heard used a lot that I, I really like is um, it's on the corner of uh, get a map and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll just go through my quick list of quotes as well. We did. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Is <laughs> really funny. <laughs> oh, good. Um, it's politically incorrect to say, but when he, the way he pronounces "retard" is <laughs> really good. <laughs> it's like he was a retard. That, that was oh man, that everybody. Was that's everybody, how everybody, everybody said it. Said it. How everyone said it, and obviously people don't say it anymore at all. Um, no. But it's um, I, I love that other thing that he says when he's like. When he's talking to the dog, and he's like, "Duck, none of us remember last night. Remember? <laughs> it's like, remember, guys? None of us remember last night. <laughs> Wasn't it crazy?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other one is the Tiger song. really funny. Ed Helms' little like piano bit. Again, yeah. just like jokes that come out of nowhere. Just this stupid, like really earnest song. Lyrics are great. I remember I was in a cafe once, and that came on the playlist, and I was like. What is this song? Is it? I remember this. Was, and like, I spent ages. I was googling it. I was like, "What are the words?" And I found it. I was like, "Oh yeah, the Hangover song." But yeah. super random. Like this, this inner west, you know, hipster cafe playing the Hangover song. Yeah, and it really like we already mentioned it, but yeah, it really did bring um, Phil Collins like that song back into the the mainstream. Was that before the Cabriado? I was going to say, there was a few other things like the Cabriado. It was after, but I, I was still don't that. think it blew up though, with Cabri and the Gorilla. Not, yeah, not as much like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know I feel like every generation every generation has a Phil Collins moment and maybe the Cabri moment was mine <laughs> and the hangover <laughs> can be yours. Oh, Tarzan as well. Remember the Tarzan soundtrack? Slaps. It does slap. Actually, the Cabri Gorilla advert was one year before hangover. They Maybe stole that could from Cadbury. Well, I don't think anyone in America saw that ad. So true. Yeah. Todd Phillips is not eating Cadbury chocolate. What a madman! All right. Two years after a bachelor party in Las Vegas, Phil, Stu, Allen, and Doug jet to Thailand for Stu's wedding. Stu's plan for a subdued pre-wedding brunch, however, goes seriously awry. Who could have seen this coming? I'm wondering mean, this. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about going back to the well, like. Literally, like it's done the exact same way. Like the whole yep. movie, like start mm. off with a phone call, you know, oh, that's not going to happen. And then let's go back 24 hours. And yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I was just like, oh, they really are just doing everything the same. So, yeah. like, 
on one hand, I didn't ex- like. I don't know what I expected though. Mm. I went into it's like, all right, it's the Hangover again. What's going to happen in this one? And as it's happening, you're like, well, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's just another Hangover. In the oh, title, what they're getting another Hangover? What? Yeah. But you're right. It is. It's pretty shameless how. <laughs> There's an animal in the room. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. Ed Helms has some physical information. Yep. Physical thing there. Zach Galifianakis looks like a real mess again. Bradley Cooper is still somehow really attractive, even though he's just covered in like lit, looks like literal crap in some parts. His shirt is so stained and dirty. Mm. But but it, I don't know. The only thing that's clever is how they introduce a new Doug character, and they're like, it's not Doug getting lost this time. It's the brother. Mm. Doug's that's fine. just Doug's that's just kind of funny. Yeah, Doug's like at the hotel having brunch, and this is really nice. They, they knew that was like that was one one step too far, right? Like we, yeah. we can't have Doug get stuck somewhere again. <laughs> Yeah, this movie this movie sucks though. This movie's genuinely not very funny, I don't think. It um Why doesn't it work though? Because I don't have I don't my wife and I don't have nostalgia for these movies. I had seen the first one before, but I don't have any like super I don't have a ton of fondness for it. And my wife well, what did really, you think? My wife really liked the second film. More than the first one, maybe. I think so. I think so. And I was like, eh, this is much the same. Like I didn't feel like it was significantly worse than the first Wait. one. Luke, your wife does it as well? No, no, no. I just oh. Grono told me earlier and I was waiting Luke for Luke could it not believe out. it when I said it before. The hot take yeah. all the face. It could be it could be nostalgia. Because I never watched the second one or third one. But I I don't believe that's the case. That may have a big part of it, and that's why everything else just feels like, oh, it's more of the same. It's not but I just I didn't enjoy the second one. I don't find it memorable. Um No. I, I could see myself rewatching the first one. I don't know if I'll ever rewatch the second or third one again. Like, yeah, I would, I would never. I swear on my <laughs> on the old gods and the new to never watch two and three again, unless we do a, you know, unless we do like a high a remastered movie. one. Yeah, of all these episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, I think if you saw this movie first, if for whatever reason you caught Hangover Part Two on TV and you've never seen it before, you'd probably think this was really funny mm. because there's not that like there's callbacks, but it's not like dependent on it. It is very much just. Where are we going? We've got to go here. Like, because it, it follows, it's so formulaic. It follows the exact formula. Yes. The most there is is a handful of jokes where, like, you do this again. And so you just be like, oh, yeah, that, this is the second time. But I don't, I don't say how you could watch the first one, then watch this, and then be like, that was better because the jokes are all the same, but not as good. None of them are as memorable. Like, I have one quote written down, and it's about Dookie Houser, who turned out to be a gay. And that's the only, that was the only, like, funny line. <laughs> But then the rest of it, it's like you say, Alan, Alan is just kind of like turned up to 11, but not as clever. Ken Jeong's yeah. just like, I don't know. They, I just, yeah, nothing was quotable. All the events, it's like, yeah, they're going to go here. And like, I don't know. It's, it's literally just they're doing the same jokes. But because you've seen the first one, it's like, okay, I've seen this joke. I don't see I this. watched this movie three weeks ago. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> like, I remember the start. Yeah. Up until the hangover, I remember the first scene in that room and Ken Jong's naked on the floor or his thing hanging out. Yeah. And then I remember the monkey Mike Tyson singing at the end. It's basically That's it. yeah. I, the middle part is just not memorable whatsoever to me. There's the in-depth depiction of Stu having sex with a ladyboy. That's yes. Oh, Talk about yep. things that have things that have aged poorly. Yeah, yeah. I also see I'm yep. like, this came out after the first one and they thought it was a good idea. What? And it's just yep. they yeah, they play it up for a long they time. They bang that mm. down hard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they bang it up the bum. Yeah, it's 
just not funny. Like, there's, there's a lot more generals in this, a lot more monkeys licking dicks and... It did, like it did yeah, feel to me like they're just cruelty, man. they're trying to they're it's trying to turn gross. they're trying to turn everything up and that's not that's not necessarily what worked about the Hangover One like the Hangover One wasn't a good movie because it was pushing the envelope or anything like that like it yeah and then but, like, obviously there's 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 so much more um, so much more Alan and so much more um, Chow yeah yeah and they just ugh, know, there's too too much of them Alan alone I don't feel is funny like it's like no, Alan being this like odd character around the other people, like the you know, and their reaction, like Bradley Cooper's reaction to these odd comments from that, is what makes that so funny, you know, like. Yeah. And I feel like it's sort of it, it's 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 very much just turned up to to a hundred and just like, okay, he's so weird. Alan's so weird. Look at Alan, yeah. the star of our movie now. He's yeah. so weird instead of the odd third character. That's the thing. It tries to channel some more fish out of water energy with him and it doesn't work. It Like what this movie feels like is it feels like kind of like fans writing a sequel and being like, all right, let's 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 make jokes like they did in the first one, right? And this time they go down to they go down to the strip club in Bangkok and what happens there? Oh, it goes crazy. It goes even crazier and there's a riot. Like it feels like fans doing it, which is a segue into my point. Do you know who one of the writers is on this movie? The boy, 2019's golden boy, Craig Mazin, is credited, is credited as the, the head writer of Hangover Part 2 and he's the secondary writer in Part 3. Luke, explain this to me, please. <laughs> You're responsible for Craig Mazin, Luke. You need to, you need to justify this. <laughs> I, just, I know you love Chernobyl and I know The Last of Us was the greatest thing to happen to you last year. So explain to me yeah. what the... Just, I want to know what's, what's happened, what... Growing pains. I don't know. Like that's yes. Todd Phillips also made Joker. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's I, I, I feel no passion in Hangover Two. I feel like it's something they churned out. How how long how, how long was it between one and two? Two years. Two years. Two years. They churned it out in two years. I feel like it was. Hey, let's make a sequel. I do not think there was much thought behind put it behind it. I I cannot see Craig Mazin putting that out there and being like. My masterpiece. Like this is, I'm super proud of my <laughs> well, work. That was number you know? three. That was number. That was number three. He was waiting. He was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, he was like, no, one day, I'll write a story about two dudes making love, and it'll be a lot better than this. <laughs> he was waiting for Last of Us episode three. All the all the gay jokes in this, he was like, this is going to pay off one day when it's not the joke. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, I'll make you ashamed of your words yeah, and deeds. Yes. <laughs> Like his career is so strong. I'm looking at his thing here. It's like he writes a movie called Rocket Man, Senseless, Scary Movie 3, 4, Superhero Movie, The Hangover Part 2, Identity Thief, Hangover Part 3, Huntsman Winter's War. It is ben a thing th- of comedy people going into serious where it works really well. But it's like these are bad comedies as well. Scary Movie 3 is awesome, but Scary Movie 4, Superhero Movie, bad. So it's like bad movies throughout 6. And then he makes Chernobyl. <laughs> Out of like, what Chernobyl. happened? Yeah, it's the strangest thing. I yeah. seeing his name on this is like head writer. I'm like, I can't figure it out. But like, I, I guess like you say, unless maybe he's just like it was a job for hire, right? He's like, we need to just write the Hangover Part One in two weeks. He's like, yeah, I can do that. Third people grow up a lot in ten years. He was in a bad <laughs> place true. in his life. That's true. <laughs> you know, oh. we caught him in his bad phase. <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird, weird to me. Mm. 
But yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Todd Phillips, like he's hit and miss. You yeah, know, he... I've, I've, I don't know. I didn't know he did. Uh, is it War Dogs or War Pigs or uh, um, which one? The one about with, uh, with, with Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill and yeah. I've seen people talking about that like crazy recently on Twitter. Like it seems to be trending where people are like this film was super underrated, um, and I didn't realize he did that either. I wanted you, neither of you watched it. No. See, so I don't know, but people people love that. But yeah, Joker's universally loved. <laughs> and I remember uh, when Joker came, you and I, talk, oh, you know, um, we talked about like, oh, I can't believe this is the Hangover dude. It is. Like, it was a weird. It was a weird turn. Yeah, I don't. But it's <laughs> he's an interesting case study because that movie's divisive. People don't universally love Joker. Like mm. people, some people loathe that movie. Yep, a lot. A lot of people do. Killed at the box office. But well, yeah, like it's undeniably Oscars. a smash hit. But um, I think there's a lot. But it's like you know that movie's discourse was dominated by the politics of it, which I don't think is the right way to talk about a movie necessarily, especially not a movie like that. But it is interesting watching these and sort of seeing some of the things that he's interested in being like, yeah, there is some of those. I can actually see some of these weird ideas permeating through his stuff. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a, like, I'm not a here nor there on Todd Phillips, really. I haven't seen enough of his stuff to judge. No, actually, I have seen enough of his stuff to judge. I'm not a huge fan. But we'll wait till Joker 2 comes out. Wait till before. Joker 2, the musical. See, this is when, now he's appealing to Griner. That's right. This, is, this will be Griner's. Dark night. I'll like, be singing those show tunes. Don't you worry. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Yeah. Grano, what did you think of this? Hangover 2. Yeah, Hangover 2. Yeah, look, not. It, like I said, it just felt like they tried to turn, they tried to push everything just that bit further. And they pushed, uh, they pushed on the wrong things, I suppose. Like I, like I say, it's just too much Alan, too much, too much Chow. I didn't, f- didn't f- like. I like that they didn't go down the path of having Doug get lost again. But I don't feel like the brothers, the whole story about the brother and him losing his finger, didn't feel. That's I never right. really, I never cared that much, right? Like, I kind of felt bad for him for losing his finger. Like, that's kind of actually a permanent disability this guy now has, and he's supposedly yeah. <laughs> supposedly very bright. Like, he'll never be a surgeon or whatever. But yeah, but he's happy with it at the end. It doesn't work, though, because the first one, if you really were like, where the hell is Doug? Like, what the hell happened with this guy that is one of the four for the first 20 minutes, half hour of the, of the movie? Hmm. And it's like, okay, where the hell is he? That one, halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. He's, yeah. he's in Thailand. People go missing all the time. I don't know. Like, Body smuggling. People traveling you know, there. I can bet, guess what's happened. I don't care. I'm over it. Do you think it could have worked if one of the three went missing? I just don't think you can split those three up and have a yeah. have a hangover movie that works. Like that's exactly why Doug exists. So they have these yeah, three yes. following, um, a, following Mr. McGuffin himself. Yeah. It would be funny if his name was Doug McGuffin. That would have been a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they need to introduce a character because if you get rid of, yeah, no, I mean, you no, could you... just lose Doug again. Like I don't care about Doug no, that not, much, no. and I know the characters care about Doug. I would you... be angry if they're like Doug's gone again. I'd just be pissed off. Just yeah. be no, so you have him still marrying Heather Graham, and Heather Ma- Graham goes missing. Yeah, like that works actually, yeah. and that's 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 like his wife's the... missing. Yeah, he's we like, all like Heather Graham. Where the hell is she? Yeah, he's like, she I can't lost get her wedding finger. The wedding finger's missing. <laughs> But just, yeah, I can't get married until I literally find my wife. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's 
this movie is lazy. Um, the what do you guys think? Paul Giamatti yeah. subplot where they where he like fakes him out, like ugh, just I don't know, unnecessary and weird that. and not not entertaining in the slightest. No, it becomes a trend in the third as well where they just introduce like really good actors. The third one has John Goodman, yes, and it says Paul Giamatti in there as like two scenes. And I don't really get why. It's, yep. I guess it's just to be like, look, we can. Yeah, and then the resolution of the whole thing being like he was under your nose the whole time, like. That's the problem. Like, yeah, the first one. Because, because, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. that's why I didn't care about it. It's like he's just going to be somewhere where there's like he least suspects. Yeah. And yeah. What did you guys think of Thailand as like the setting? Because you see a lot of it. Um, I think it's a good choice. Like, you know, you need, you need a Sin City essentially. And I think Bangkok fits that bill well. It, it, it gives them a few more, it should give them a few more like fish out of water moments, but. I don't know that it's used super, super well. No. Yeah. No, like, the police station they go to, they're just is very non-eventful. They're like Yeah, and there's that whole like riot subplot that kind of goes nowhere and means nothing. Like Yeah. 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 It's just kind of used as a quick like haha gets crazy in Bangkok, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so it's got a very brown colour scheme as well. I was gonna say it's got that whole like 2007 PS3 piss filter. <laughs> yeah, like everything's everything's sepia tone. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Even with the old, even having the old monk where he just kind of. Oh, I forgot about the old monk. It's mm. kind of funny at times, but it's like there's a whole, I get a whole plot of like we need to get him home. And it's like, why is it? It's just kind of weird. And I don't really think it adds a whole lot. Rush Hour 3 has a funnier monk. So they can't top that. Oh, Rush Hour is a trilogy we should do again. That was there's, a comedy trilogy. There's some, that's, good, there's some comedies. There you go. That's yeah. Keep your hands off Craig Mason. Don't ruin Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah, Brett Ratner's got his got it handled. Insane <laughs> <laughs> hands. Some, <laughs> he's in their very handy hands. Um, so. Mike Tyson sings for way too long for my comfort. <laughs> At the end, I feel like I feel like it's like six yeah. or seven minutes, but it's kind Did of just like the end, it? though, right? Like it's yeah, I know, yeah. but. Maybe I was just really over the movie by that point. <laughs> yeah. The, the first one's got that dude singing Candy Shop in like a... That really band movie. is that band is really funny. I was looking... Because they're like yeah. a... They're a comedy band. They appear at a few other things. That's <laughs> where he's like right up in people's ears. Yeah. And it's like... Oh. Grinding on like an old lady as he's yeah. singing Candy Shop. Like. That, that part was really funny. Yeah. I'm glad they brought Mike Tyson back. Like I thought it was funny having him again. But you're right. He sings for way too long and it's... I would have just rather like another sort of brief cameo rather than let's hear him rap a whole song. It's the whole thing. Like it's the exact same problem with the rest of the movie is where like, oh, that Mike Tyson moment was really funny. Let's do that for an extra five minutes because more of it will be more funny, right? It should have been another out of left field like celebrity like Mike Tyson was in the first one. Yeah, it should have been someone different. It should have been like Hasselhoff Hasselhoff. or something. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the same wavelength. You guys just become best friends. Hasselhoff, 100%. He's, he's too busy making Spongebob. I know, maybe yeah. it's Spongebob that's colouring my, my desire to have Hasselhoff in this movie. No, because he's, he's in Click as well, and he's really good in Click. Like, he's yeah, got a big true. role in Click, but he's fine. No, Hasselhoff's a good choice. You're right. Just anyone um, probably would have been better. But Yeah. I know. And the if it was made a- now, it would have been Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves would have showed up. Yeah. But uh, back then, it, would it wouldn't have. Yeah. Different time. <laughs> and the monkey's not as good as a... Um, the monkey's... Yeah, like he's there's more jokes, but it's I don't know. I just don't find monkeys that funny in movies. 
Like a lot of movies rely on monkey gags and I never find them. I joy. love monkeys, man. Like I love the like, Did you watch Under the Apes with us? I, I, they were they were man monkeys. They're very different. Oh, they also apes, they're not Yeah. Yeah, you wanna yeah. be a, a monkey racist? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. apist. Next you'll be saying orangutans are all this like get out, get out of here. Yeah, I think you're right about monkeys. Like they they're a little bit of a crutch. Like if you need a comedic animal, throw in a monkey. They they can smoke, they can lick a penis, they can like there's so <laughs> many things they can do that are hilarious. Yeah. I feel like ninety sitcoms did that. They were like, Hey yeah. look, there's a monkey. Yeah. Isn't yeah. there literally a friends episode where that happens? There's a friend season where that happens. <laughs> Ross oh, has I, a monkey. Marcel. Joey about, turns into a monkey. Talk about bad comedies, friends. Don't. Bad show. <laughs> Don't besmirch friends. I'm sure Kramer has a monkey at some point too, doesn't he? Yeah, Kramer's, <laughs> a, Kramer's got monkey energy. He's, he does. All right, okay. let's move on. Hangover Part 3. When one of their own is kidnapped by an angry gangster, the wolf pack must track down Mr. Chow, who has escaped from prison and is on the run. No hangover in this movie. Yeah, big. I don't know which mm. I, if I hate it more or like it more for that, right? Mm. Because like it completely gone to the well and done it again. <laughs> it completely ignores the premise, but as a result, it becomes like the most bland, like crime mm. sort of caper film I've ever seen. Yep. And it's really, like we said, it's really these movies kind of need that that drive of let's find someone, let's actually, you know, like what happened last night. The comedy being in the escapades that went up there, whereas this is just it's really kind of. That's yeah. It's like let's find, let's get some gold for to save Chow because they have Doug. Is that am I remembering that correctly? John Goodman kidnaps Doug. He kidnaps Doug. Back in Hangover One, yeah. Black Doug messed up something. That's right. They try to like they try to loop it all around back to to Hangover One with Black Doug and yeah. They do a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I truly don't know if I hate this movie more or less because it is really like they. We don't like it's. We doubled down on Alan and Chow in number two. It didn't didn't do it. But the, I guess the problem is box office wise that movie smashed, right? But yeah, critic, yeah. Critic, critically, it did not. But it feels like they just doubled down again on Alan and Chow, right? Like yeah, they tripled this, down. This, this movie is Chow's movie almost. It's literally he's yeah he's as much of a main character as any of the others. Yeah, like it opens with him. He's escaping prison. Like he is the focal point. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it earlier. Like it's it's too much. Of a of an annoying thing to the point that it's just it's just annoying. Like Ch- Chow's annoying. Like he's not like a fun character that you want to watch or do all this stuff. No. I find him just annoying. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch him sniffing someone's butt and then eating dog food and having dog food on his face. I'm just like, yeah, it's uh, just that's like, things like that. It's like there's no out. there's nothing funny really about that. Like besides a ha ha, what a gross joke. But there's just nothing mm. clever. There's no layer. To, there's nothing clever about it. It's like. You know, but he's doing that as well. He's like going, ha 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 ha, isn't that funny? Yeah, and it's yeah, like yes. that's annoying. Yeah, like yeah. Have, have if I could see Alan doing that and being like, I'm in character, like that's funnier than Chow just yep. like laughing and being like, ah, oh, look, I'm being silly. Like it's just yeah, it's like I'm making jokes. It's like that's kind of not the yep. point. Yeah, yep. whenever characters start making jokes in verse, you know, there's a problem. It's yep. something not right. Yeah, this. I know even Alan's a lot like just really a lot less likable in this. The whole opening thing with the giraffe yep. is really dark, and he's just like a real what shit to his f- parents. Yes, oh. yeah. And like it's kind of they add this this idea that he's just the most obnoxious person to his parents. Yep. Like he's, and it's just weird. So it makes him really unlikable, and 
unnecessarily so. Like he was already clearly just a weird person. Mm. But to add this bizarre, like he's just contemptuous of everybody except Phil. And like it's him and Stu as well. He has this weird energy with Stu where he's like, I don't I don't want to have to discipline you, but and it's just this weird dynamic. It's like I don't get what yeah. the changes they make, what it's the point of it is. Yeah, I, it feels like in two they kind of introduced a bit more of that, you know, hey mom, make me a sandwich or whatever. And then in three, they double down on that and he's just an absolute shit. He's just an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's real that's the thing, you can't root for him because it's no. like He's not just an odd dude that lives with his parents. No, like, it's like he's, he's actually an, an asshole. That's it. He's very likable in the first one because he's so... You can tell he's just like this weird guy who's got no friends and can't, mm. you know. I would wager a guess he's probably on the spectrum. But, like, there's clearly some stuff wrong. <laughs> he's got some they stuff. They broke the mould of the spectrum. <laughs> they They've smashed it apart. And there's this, yeah, there's a sense of like he is kind of that that awkward guy who never had friends, but he's got a good heart. And in three, he's just by also introducing him being best friends with with Chow. It's like I really hate him now because he can clearly have friendships and it's with terrible people. He's just mm. yeah, the giraffe thing. Like, I just couldn't get over it. I was just like, it's... what is going on? It looks so bad to start with before even before the, its head gets lopped off, and then when its yeah. head just actually gets lopped off, I'm like, is that is that the joke? Like, is that is it like ah ha ha? A giraffe got his head knocked off and landed on this window. It's just I, I don't. I was just like, this is so stupid. I yeah. was like, I am not in for a good time. No, <laughs> uh, you know what else has giraffes in it? The Last, Last of, us. of Us. Craig Mason. And- oh, it's all making sense. It's Destiny all making sense. Says- That's why he took this movie. He's like, I need to get my CG giraffe done properly. He's like, I did the giraffes dirty. He just started Googling. He's like, what has a good de- depiction of giraffes in storytelling? <laughs> Shit, last of us. Okay, I it. need to work something out with that. Maybe he's just super guilt-driven. He's like, I need to undo the I don't nuclear, blame him. He should be. The nuclear damage that the hangover did. What else had nuclear damage? Yeah. One, fu- one funny scene in this movie, and that's Melissa McCarthy's kind of part. Yes. I find I thought that was pretty funny. Where there's just the, yeah, like, it overstays its welcome a lot. With the, yeah, they have good chemistry, but it is just funny seeing like just their sort of weird romances. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it feels a little for like it's it's so obvious what's going to happen the moment you even meet that character. I feel like sure, and then yeah, it does stay overstay its welcome a little bit, but it works. Like yeah. I I think there is a better movie there somewhere. Tone tone back Alan and have. Have it be his, I don't know. Have have it be something about his courtship with her. Move mm. on to the wedding. Like uh, there are other things you can do. Uh, just I don't know. Chow is, I think, the thing that really ruins it. Yeah, I think he's just he's way too much. Al- I mean, Alan is obviously an ass too. They need to dial both of them back, and it, there's a better movie there. But you're right, it's a total misunderstanding of how the energy of the first one worked because, like, their dynamic was Ed Helms is really likable. Doug was just completely bland as necessary. Bradley Cooper was like the strong leader who you just kind of like. Mm. And Alan was a wild card. There's just a great, like, there is someone to follow. They're all a little bit unlikable, but they're sort of like they're sympathetic. Like, yeah, all of them you can relate to. And you can you can imagine, yeah, like, this would be sort of a group of guys who would be kind of fun to hang out with because they're making jokes. They're a bit crass, but whatever. Whereas in the end, Bradley Cooper, like, Bradley Cooper is not a character in the third one. He He's really just there to be like, guys, what do we got to do? Let's. Yeah, he's yeah. just purely Ken Jeong and um, and Gelf, yeah, and Alan, and it's. 
horrible. You're right. There's no one to root for. There's no reason to care if they get out of this because you're following the wrong people. Like it's, I don't know. I, it is kind of a mystery how the movie gets written that way. I'm, I'm obsessed with this of why Craig Mason screwed it up so much because it's just so weird to me. Mm. Alan has a beautiful singing voice at the funeral. You reckon that was him, or do you reckon it's done? I, man, I'll be. There's no way that's him. There's no way. I don't know. It's no way. I see. I thought the gag there was gonna be like he's doing that, and then like starts talking, and it keeps playing, and he like pulls out like a discman and then, like stops it, and so he's just like lip syncing it <laughs> for like five minutes or something. Would've like been, that that would have been fun. Man, we could write a better Hangover movie, guys. I don't want to overstate this. We are better writers than Craig Mason. That's the vibe I'm getting. Neil here. Druckmann, hit us up, man. <laughs> what to me? Conan's got a great pitch for Last of Us Three. Last of Us meets Hangover. Yeah, I don't know. This movie was bad time. Did you enjoy three at all? No. You, you see, you see, that's the thing. So you, what you put two on an equal footing of one, but here you can see. A no, 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 it's not that I put two on an equal footing with one. I don't think I hate two as much as you guys did. Um, but three, I think is, I think three is clearly like the worst of the three. Yeah. What did your yeah. What did your wife think? She didn't enjoy this one. Yeah. At all. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you, Conan. Like, I don't know whether to like it more or hate it more because it didn't go back to the world because there is no hangover. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like you could like you. There must be a way to write a movie about a hangover without like following that plot point to point. You know what I mean? Like. Surely, right? Like, just the idea of dealing with the consequences of a big night or yeah. something. Like, they like, would have had, yeah. Something triggers their PTSD from the first one and they actually just have, like, a, a blackout episode. <laughs> like, you know, PTSD, blackout, seizure. That's not an actual hangover. Maybe they just maybe they discover they're addicted to the hangover and they need they need that feeling of forgetting yeah. again. The guy's like, all right, let's get placid one more time. All right, so but they like try. They try to set it up so it's like in a safe, padded room, so they can't get into too much trouble. <laughs> but then yeah. somehow it all still goes wrong. So every yeah. every year they meet up to have a, to get a hangover because like this is the only thing that fills me with joy anymore. Yeah, Brother yeah. Cooper's need... lost his family. Ed Helms is divorced. <laughs> I need to forget one more day, please. And Alan <laughs> is functioning like a normal human being, and he just can't cope with the yeah it's, the day to day dreariness. Yeah, happily married, and he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, can't see it. Like, you're right. There could have been a way to do it. I I don't know. It's a weird thing to sit here and be like, oh, they could have written this movie this way. But I don't know. This just feels like a strange choice to to not not include any sort of hangover. Like, yeah, I truly think this movie just does all the worst choices. It takes, because it's like, let's pick a really sort of run of the mill, like a very cliche genre that is like, I've got to get the mob boss the money before he kills me Mm. or my friends. Like, those movies are a dime a dozen. It takes that. It does nothing new with it. And, like, you would think maybe it would be like, if what if they were all hungover and they had to do that or something? That's kind of funny. Like, there's a lot you could sort of work in and they just do a, the most basic they can think of. And it's like, I guess the mystery, for lack of a better word, is like, well, how are we going to get this money? But then it's just following Ken, yeah, following Chow the whole time. He's, mm. It's like, I don't know. It's- oh, Chow is so unlikable too. And I know he's kind yeah. of like, he's kind of a villain, but he's not really... He doesn't feel like a villain in these movies. He kills John Goodman, man. I was hoping John Goodman would kill him. Yeah. And when he jumps out, I'm like, no! Damn it. 
What did, what did you guys think of the tease of our hangover at the end of the movie? So, you know, we get Ed Helms waking up with breasts. Oh, yeah. That was pretty silly. Did you not see that, Luke? That? Did I miss that? So it's 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 Alan and what's what's it? Melissa McCarthy's wedding. Yeah. It's yeah. The day, I think it's the day after the wedding. Ken uh, Chow has drunk the Roof. cake or something? Roofied the yeah. cake? Yeah. Roofied everyone. Yeah. And so Ed Helms has has had a boob job somehow with Man, I must with been. amazing amazing healing overnight on a boob yeah, job. No, I must no say scarring. no scars. Really? I must it have does. been tuned out by that point. All I remember was like all I, I remember like was a- them doing like the flashback of like them walking down the hallway at Caesar's Palace and then I'm like oh look we've finished our trilogy and here's us now walking as four married people. I think it's like a it's a mid credit scene or something. I think could be yeah. It could be mid credits because as soon as the credits popped up, I paced out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I'm done." Yeah, thank I'm God. Done. It's not a bad little teaser, I think. Like, but yeah, no, it opens like, like ten years ago. It is. That's that was going to be my question. What would you guys say to like a another Hangover movie long after, or like a either a, like a girls version? Which, you know, that's that's a that's a running thing that they do in comedies. They sort of create the female version of the same franchise, or like introduce Melissa McCarthy to their. Isn't that dynamic. bridesmaids though? It's bridesmaids. Bridesmaids really good. Isn't she, Miss M- Melissa McCarthy in bridesmaids? Yeah, she's, yes. yeah. and she's basically the Alan character in bridesmaids also. Yeah. yeah, which is why I think that joke <laughs> works well because yeah. it's like she is the female version. Of yeah, I and I don't know. Just reading here. Like apparently Bradley Cooper's open to a Hangover Four, but Todd Phillips is not interested for some reason. I honestly, I don't think it could work. Like, give it a few more years, let it cook for a bit longer. But I think a I movie could- where they all come back together, I think there'd be an appetite for it, especially with the way comedy has has kind of turned out in the last few years. What do you do for it, though? Do you go back? You go, but you hundred percent go back, back to the well. Yeah, yeah, and just. Like- like you do, like the American Pie thing. It's like they have a reunion for whatever reason. It's like someone's at wedding anniversary, and they're like, "It's been ten years since Vegas. Let's do Vegas again." Doug's ten year wedding anniversary. Yeah, like yeah, and you just do the classic. Either like you do funny things like I don't know. There's not even a hangover, but they keep anticipating one, or it's like little bits of a hangover happen, or something. Like you could do a lot of funny jokes playing with the formula and like subverting where mm. it goes, doubling down on things like I don't know. You could. I reckon I really enjoy those comedies, like even like American Pie Reunion and stuff, where they come back to it and it's like, let's just see these characters because the chemistry is so good. And if you went back to it, it was just like it was the the titular three, maybe have Doug in there if you want, and just no. have them have them <laughs> cook together Doug. for a while. But like no. these, these whole things, he's not needed. No, I know, I know. Do you know what it is? Mm. All their weddings fall apart because they find out what happened on that original night. The wives all find out some stuff they got into. And they have to get into a time machine and go back and stop that first night from ever happening. Is that time machine in a hot tub? Hot tub time machine. There's a comedy for you. Yeah. <laughs> that movie kicks ass. I'll do hot tub time machine next. There's not a trilogy of it. There's two of them. Wait. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I never knew there was a second one. It's not as good. No. Yeah, I, I, I honestly uh, I would be pretty keen. As long as there's new blood. If Todd Phillips came back to direct Hangover 4, I, I would not be interested. Yeah, you don't right. think you'd have more trust in him now? No, I genuinely After don't. After smash comedy hit Joker? <laughs> like, I laugh at that movie a lot, not with it. The, the stand-up no, I, routine that Joker does is actually just Todd Phillips testing out comedy. I think so. <laughs> I think he, And that's why he was so angry because that's it. I'm going to kill everybody. I mean, the Joker's got to kill everybody now because yeah. they're all wrong. 
think it's just a bit of it. They didn't laugh no. at my jokes anymore. I'm gonna kill them. Like again, feelings and joker aside, I at least just don't think Todd Phillips is that funny of a guy. Like, like I said, old school didn't really hit it for me. It was fine. The last two hangovers, like, because he's head writer on Hangover Three, and it's the worst one. I'm like, okay, I don't think he's a great comedy writer. Like, he's he's a more talented director than writer. Ed, I think so. If they got some, it's like I'm trying to think of other bad boys got new blood, and it was really good for the franchise. Um, you get like Christopher Nolan to come in. <laughs> sure, bring Nolan in to do that. You know what? Quentin Tarantino's last movie will be Hangover, the hangover Four. four. Like, just get somebody else to come in and do it. I, I honestly would prefer that. If Todd Phillips came back, I would be much less excited. To be Greta, Greta Gerwig, get her in to direct a boys' weekend movie. Mm, she could do the female version. I'm cool with that. Sure, okay. I'd watch. I'd watch that as well. Okay, I, <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> would be a bit weird. All right, should we rate them? Should we rank them? Uh, it's, it's a clear one, two, three for me. One, two, three. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I was constantly, like, I'm constantly caught between like I just like that three doesn't do the exact same thing, but I I hate the choices. It's, it's still like got a really hour nice movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, I, yeah. No, you're right. It's one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. All right, that does it for the thing. <laughs> it's such a shame that those movies have such leave such a poor taste in your mouth, right? Like, I think the yeah. other, I think the first one is influential, and I like I don't have a huge amount of nostalgia for it, but I did enjoy it. But I was yeah. definitely I was definitely over them by the end of it. Yeah, very much so. I forget that the dude from the Vegas um, wedding chapel shows up in the second one as a different character. Yeah, he does. Hey, he's in the strip club. In the next he's one. in the strip club. <laughs> that was pretty uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, bad movies. Bad movies. John Goodman should have just, just killed him. <laughs> should have killed Doug. Doug's the one. <laughs> pretty funny. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Just put Black Doug into that group and you got it. <laughs> just replace Doug with Black Doug and I have to go with him. Right? Yeah, make it more meta. That'd be so funny. The fourth one is just Black Doug as Doug and they've just recast him and they don't say anything. It's exactly. Like, that Doug, would be great. Doug, do you remember Vegas, man? <laughs> Thailand? <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Yeah. Uh, our fans have been calling out to me. They've been saying, Andrew, it's been over two years since the last musical you did on this podcast. And I th- I think it's a crime. Sorry, the next trilogy is going to be the Red Curtain trilogy. That's Baz Luhrmann's first three films, Strictly Boring, Strictly Boring Romeo plus Juliet and Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Only one of those is a musical, to be fair, but uh, a trio of movies Which that my one? wife is very, very excited about watching. Moulin Rouge is the only musical. You see, it explores it explores three types yeah. of, you know, it, it explores dance as an expression of love. It explores poetry as an expression of love and it explores music as an expression of love. This is a really important trilogy, I think. Yeah, I'm going to spoil my takes, but I hate Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> Dude, I was literally about to say the yeah, same yeah. thing. I was about to say... I don't want to go into it negative. I dislike Baz Luhrmann. I just watched the three freaking movies and we'll talk about it, all right? Jeez. (laughs) I just went and saw Moulin Rouge live. I went and saw the theatre production of it. It was was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're a musical man. I'm a musical man. What can I say? My wife loves these three movies. You're more cultured than Luke and I. I'm more something. All right, thank you for joining us for the good, the bad, and the worst. Uh, yeah, join us next time for the the uh, Red Curtain trilogy. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by the 
Oh, Luke's got the, the paperback. Two books. Where's my paperback? I didn't know they were available yet. Uh, the Taste of, well, there's The Taste of Iron is the first one and The God Grotesque is the second book. Check them out. They're written by C.V. Clark. They're very, very good. Um, yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Yep, Best place right. to go. Yep. You can combine them into one book. <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? Uh, check us out on Spotify and please leave us a review there. It helps us a heap and we'll catch you next time. Peace. So long. Blood Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>